This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, June 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Two ballot measures on property taxes. Bayer, after a massive settlement, and Dems go big on rural broadband. Transferring the family farm could get easier. A proposed ballot measure would protect farmers from undergoing a new property tax assessment when transferring the family farm. The California Fresh Fruit Association is in support along with realtor groups. Farms are actually an exemption to the measure. By adjusting the 1978 Proposition 13 ballot measure on property taxes, the proposal aims to close tax loopholes when protecting seniors and their homes and drawing more revenue for fire departments. Republican Senator Jim Nielsen of the Sacramento Valley called it an opportunity to get more money for government. The measure, Assembly Constitutional Amendment 11, has had two hearings in the state Senate this week and could have a floor vote today. If it passes, the Assembly must approve the measure before it is placed on the November ballot. Wine grape growers raise concerns over split roll property tax measure. A measure that could be approved for the November ballot as early as today would raise property taxes by repealing parts of Proposition 13 and replacing them with what's called a split-roll tax. Agriculture is supposed to be exempt. But Anthony Russo, a partner at Russo, McGarty and Associates, explained yesterday that a lot of agriculture property would not be. Russo and the California Business Roundtable have been leading the opposition to the measure. I spoke yesterday with members of the California Association of Wine Grape Growers. Farmland would be exempt, but not vineyards and orchards or food processing facilities and barns, Russo explained. Yet how other property would be treated is unclear. Eric Meithke of Capital Law and Policy Incorporated pointed to vacant land not currently being farmed as one example. If a wine grape varietal spun off more income because it's more desirable, he said, I would imagine that would be reflected in the assessed value and also result in higher taxes. Bayer reaches settlement with Roundup plaintiffs. Officials with ag chemical giant Bayer say they are standing behind the safety of Roundup and Dicamba herbicides despite a massive $11.3 billion settlement of litigation over the products. Bayer CEO Werner Baumann also says the agreement with law firms representing nearly 100,000 Roundup plaintiffs and an undetermined number of Dicamba plaintiffs should allay growers' concerns about access to the herbicides. The Dicamba settlement includes $300 million for soybean growers who experienced drift damage between 2015 and 2020. Another $100 million is set aside for claims from growers of other crops, attorney fees, and claims administration, says Don Downing, chair of the court-appointed plaintiff's executive committee. One of the lead lawyers in the Roundup litigation, Robin Greenwald of Weitzen Luxembourg, said that settlement, quote, is really the only way people will see any kind of resolution in their lifetimes. Now, take note, some high-profile cases are not included in the settlements, including three Roundup cases where juries found for the plaintiffs and awarded them more than a billion dollars. 
Although the awards were significantly reduced by judges, Bayer is appealing those verdicts and hopes that uh, favorable appeal decisions could reduce the chance of future litigation. Similarly, the company is not settling with Bader Farms, the Missouri peach operation that won a $265 million jury verdict earlier this year. Ag Carbon Bill to be offered in House. Two House Ag Committee members say they'll be introducing a companion bill to the Growing Climate Solutions Act, the bipartisan Senate measure that would give USDA a key role in verifying the validity of ag carbon credits. Democratic Representative Abby Spanberger of Virginia and Nebraska GOP Representative Don Bacon announcing plans for the House bill on Wednesday, the same day as the Senate Agriculture Committee held a hearing on the legislation. A take note, Arkansas Senator John Bozeman, who will become the top Republican of the Senate Ag Committee next year when Pat Roberts retires, said he is concerned that credit markets will mostly benefit the companies that manage or buy the credits. House Dems go big on broadband. House Democrats are working to gain bipartisan support for a $100 billion broadband bill that aims to make high-speed Internet accessible and affordable in underserved rural communities. House Democratic Whip Jim Clyburn, who heads the House Rural Broadband Task Force, says broadband should be an integral part of any infrastructure package moving forward. The Accessible, Affordable Internet for All Act has 30 co-sponsors. We believe that this infrastructure bill this year, or whenever we take it up, must have broadband, he told reporters. The bill would authorize $80 billion to deploy high-speed broadband infrastructure across the nation. It also authorizes funding for Wi-Fi on school buses so students can be connected to and from school, especially in rural areas where long bus rides tend to be common. Take note, there is growing bipartisan support for significant increases in broadband funding. FCC urges Congress to help consumers stay connected. Federal Communications Commission Chairman Ajit Pai is urging Congress to develop solutions to keep small broadband providers as the Commission's Keep America Connected pledge expires next week. The pledge called on companies not to terminate service or change late fees to businesses and residents who were having trouble paying their bills because of the COVID-19 crisis. During a Senate Commerce Committee hearing yesterday, Pai deferred to Congress on whether the assistance is a subsidy to consumers or to companies. But he told Senator Jerry Moran of Kansas, who also serves on the Senate Appropriations Committee, that the issue needs to be addressed as soon as possible because consumers continue to rely on connectivity during the pandemic. More than 800 companies and associations signed the FCC's pledge. Here's today's She Said It. We call on elected representatives to hear the voices of California farmers, residents, communities, utilities, and so many others. Invest in our well-being, resiliency, and security. Invest in water. That Ag Council President Emily Rooney in an op-ed for the Bakersfield Californian urging Congress and the state to support safe drinking water. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, June 25th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.